Hello and welcome to The Pulse. In part two of this week's show, we look at protests over the sheer number of mainland visitors to Hong Kong that have been labelled as being racist. First, though, perhaps one of the most surprising comments of the week, next to the one from the Commissioner of Police, was attributed to a government official who is said to have claimed we too want Ricky Wong to succeed. Yet it's hard to deny that one hurdle after another has popped up in his path. Meanwhile, one ailing free TV station is supported and others that have apparently done little to prepare themselves were handed licenses. So, what's going on? After running into apparently inexplicable obstacles in acquiring a license to produce and broadcast free TV, Ricky Wong spent $140 million to acquire mobile TV spectrum from China Mobile Hong Kong to launch digital channels. In theory, his planned programs could be watched via smartphones, tablet computers, personal computers and smart TV sets. He felt sure that his company has sufficient technical solutions to ensure the coverage. Loading电视不受规管的，咁loading电视一定以咧系只系可以俾一啲流动嘅诶手机或者一啲流动嘅诶手提嘅设施先可以收到嘅。咁如果系如果而家任何经营商咧系将佢嗰个而家规定嗰
Ricky Wong argues that mobile TV has not previously been subject to the broadcasting ordinance. In fact, HKTV's acquisition of the mobile TV license from China Mobile Hong Kong was subject to telecommunications ordinance. That acquisition had reportedly resulted in an internal investigation at China Mobile. Now the new hurdle for Wong to leap is one of transmission standards. HKTV wants to use the digital terrestrial multimedia broadcasting format, or DTMB, which is much stronger than China Mobile's CMMB. The DTMB signal provides a better picture and can be viewed on home screens. To outsiders, it seems far from benefiting consumers. The regulations are penalizing HKTV for providing a better quality service. Ofka says that the upgraded standard may allow more than 2 million households to watch HKTV programs. These transmission standards are the same as those of the digital versions of TVB and ATV. TVB, which already refused to lease transmission stations to HKTV that it has previously leased to China Mobile, has accused Wong of reinventing HKTV as the federal domestic free TV without a license. The DVB-H mobile television module is decade-old technology designed for mobile devices and again providing a lower quality signal for home televisions. Also, no sets currently available on the market in Hong Kong can decode DVBH. And if they were to become widely available, Ricky Wong could face the same 5,000 viewer restrictions. He can use DVBH as long as it's not popular. I think DVBH is also a uh, not very updated technology, although it's been widely deployed in Europe. The good thing about DVBH is actually you can buy a lot of hardware that you can deploy, the uh, end user can use uh, uh, anytime. The, the cons on using DVBH is also because the resonance is not very high, just like CMMB, so it seems like a kind of obsolete technology. So uh, there are some other new technologies on the way, but uh, then the hardware cost may be more expensive. So this is, this is something which is debatable whether to use DVBH versus using CMMB because they are all seems like obsolete right now. Well, the government quoted a consultancy report in refusing that license to Mr Wong in the first place. However, one of the report's authors insisted the government misled the public over its intent. Jenny Ng is this person and has since lost her job. She's in the studio with us right now. I wonder whether you could help us, because there's a lot of confusion about this, to explain what really is the purpose of the license that... Um, Mr. Wong was unable to obtain because a lot of people think that this is all to do with limited spectrum and, you know, the government's trying to keep control of it. Um, actually, this is exactly not the case here. The, the three, uh, well, proposed uh, three new license, free-to-air license, doesn't involve any allocation of the spectrum to the licensee. It has to ask the licensee to... Um, apply or to build their own network, for example, like the broadband network, uh, to deliver to the household. There's no discussion or involvement of any resources or spectrum involved, and that's why the originally 
uh, propose um, policies that there will be no limitation of the applicants or the license to be given. So if there isn't an issue of spectrum, in other words, you can have as many stations uh, as you want, technically speaking, I mean, why should the government be involved in screening out who should actually have a TV station? Uh, it's the same energy one in need to screen uh, the applicant of the chief executive for us. You, they shouldn't be because in, in the, this is our choice of entertainment. Um, their impact will be limited. And also we should have a free choice of the, the, the TV station. And this is also the commercial decision of whoever applicant to decide whether it makes a commercial case for them. There's no way that anyone should have choose those applicants. And it's, of course, it's never been part of the policy as well. Now, you um, very famously uh, disclosed that the report that your company had given um, suggested that there was no problem with these licenses, but why did you decide to speak publicly about that um, after the chief executive had already spoken? Well, uh, first of all, I, um, we understand what is the confidentiality uh, duties that we have under the agreement with the uh, government. We didn't disclose anything that we're not supposed to. But the the public are very concerned why there's a change of the policy from the government and why there's only two licenses to be given instead of three. And so at that time, I think I'm the only person who can explain the situation. And I also hope that the government will change its mind and, and to grant the license to Wiki Wong, which everyone is really looking forward to see his program. And Hong Kong need more uh, investment in the TV business. And we presumably more competition. Oh, of course. I mean, TVB has more than 90 or 95 percent of the market share, and create, creative is something that you need more people to be participate, more competitions that people have more choice. But for Wiki Wong, who has been always a market destructor, his entering into the market would definitely affect ATV and TVB, especially ATV, who is really losing money every year and it's not doing much. And let me just ask you finally, I mean people say oh it's television, it doesn't really matter, you know, it's just entertainment, but what do you think is at stake here? Um, the fact that the government thinks they can change the policy as they wish or it no longer follow the, um, the way of how the government has been working um, that they only decide uh, based on the wish of certain limited group of people or try to protect the interests of a limited group of people. I think this is what really worries the uh, public of the Hong Kong people. Because if you can, if there's a small group of people that you need to protect the interests, that means our, the general public, will never be uh, fairly treated, will never have a chance to, to compete, We'll never have the chance to prove that our ideas can be one day commercially viable. I think this is what not any Hong Kong people believe. I mean, this is a free economy. We want to do what we want. Well, Jenning, thank you very much indeed. And we'll be back after the break. Welcome back. 
This Sunday, a group of protesters will be suggesting that mainland tourists should head to Government House for its annual open day. It's a spot, they say, that visitors should not miss while they're here. Of course, the group has its own motives. It's one of the protest groups that wants to draw attention to the influx, which it says is excessive. Over the past few weekends, dozens of Hong Kong people have taken to the street to protest against the number of visitors from the mainland. Another such protest is planned for the coming weekend. They say the sheer amount of such visitors travelling to Hong Kong under the individual visit scheme has affected the daily lives of Hong Kong people for the worse. They argue that many of these visitors aren't even bona fide tourists, but traders who make several trips a day to buy goods. Not only has a pro-Beijing group also been out mounting counter-protests, high-ranking Hong Kong government officials quickly accused the protesters of being racist and damaging the relationship between the mainland and the SAR. The Chinese official newspaper Global Times wrote in an editorial that these unwelcome remarks and actions have tainted Hong Kong's image, leaving mainlanders with the impression that Hong Kong people are insolent and arrogant. It's quite clear that um, Global Times and other mouthpieces of the party are trying to shift the focus to um, so-called anti-Beijing or even uh, pro-independent elements in Hong Kong. Uh, while refusing to see the root of the problem, which is the fact that uh, the Siwa Leung administration has not been um, administering well uh, this uh, influx of tourists and, and also ensuring that uh, these tourists will not affect the daily lives of Hong Kong people. <laughs> From economics perspective, it is not uh, reaching its capacity yet. I understand the sentiment not only against uh, Chinese tourists, but also against the government, right? This is a, a sentiment because uh, there's uh, pressure uh, on the resources and also cause uh, inconvenience to local people. Uh, these actually are the things that can be dealt with. So you cannot actually draw a line saying that I want to stop tourism from a particular uh, country to enter to Hong Kong. That is not right. 
Since the introduction of the individual visit scheme in 2003, the number of mainland visitors a year has increased by about 500%, from around 8.47 million in 2003 to 40.7 million in 2013. Last year, 75% of Hong Kong visitors were from mainland China. In mid-January, the government released an assessment report on Hong Kong's capacity to receive tourists. It predicted that annual visitor arrivals in 2017 would exceed 70 million and that Hong Kong could have to accommodate more than 100 million in 2023. <laughs> 可能在地鐵裏面來說,這班車未必上得到,要等多一班 現在自由行的旅客佔了不少 一簽多行措施的試點範圍。特區政府會繼續與內地相關部門溝通同協調。因應本港經濟及社會狀況適度有序吸引內地旅客。我知道現在由於旅客不斷增加,因此有一些地區或者有些設施,譬如我們地
uh, doesn't trust the Long administration so much about this issue of uh, the conflict between mainland tourists and Hong Kong people because uh, the Hong Kong administration has already done uh, some studies on this. Uh, I do not think that it is appropriate for uh, the National People's Congress Chairman Mr. Jiang to suggest this because um, after all, Hong Kong uh, has a high degree of autonomy over issues except from um, foreign and defense issues. So this matter should uh, be dealt with by the Hong Kong administration. The problem is tourism are too concentrated. They should be diversified to other uh, areas, other uh, attractions. And that actually provide an opportunity for the business working together with the government to create a more uh, uh, attractions, uh, expand facilities, so that the tourism will be diversified to other regions, other areas within Hong Kong, and then probably the problem will be uh, will be solved. And I'm afraid that's all we have time for today. But don't forget that if you've missed part of the show, want to see more, or even see it again, you can always go to the Pulse page on the RTHK website. And for the really keen, there are podcasts to watch at any time of the day and night. Also, if you want to chat to us or tell us what you think, go to our Facebook page, RTHK's The Pulse. We'll see you at the same time next week. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>